it's Carly. Welcome back to my podcast, One Woman Gig. I am so excited for this topic. This is definitely a dance discovery for me. I am not very knowledgeable in this topic, so I'm excited to be chatting with a special guest about battles, ciphers, and hip-hop culture. Is it leading or is it popping? We're going to find out, so please help me welcome a special guest, SC1. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, 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 how are you? <laughs> good, how are you? I'm doing okay. You know, good vibes, keeping good stuff about yeah, you. Yeah, you have to right now, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a, an overwhelming time, but good sure. vibes make, make all the difference, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciate your good vibes. And of your, course. You know, <laughs> skills. Um, yeah, so no. yeah, no, I'm I'm so excited though for today's topic because I feel like you are definitely versed in this uh, in this uh, topic. Like I'm, I seriously uh-huh. like ciphers and battles. Like this is not my territory. Right. So I'm I'm excited to talk to you. I'm interested and I want to know more. And we're gonna yeah. chat. We're gonna we're gonna chat. We're gonna get into it. Um, sure. I would love to start off actually about you. You grew up um, dancing in a studio, right? You took tap. You took hip Yeah, I took I took tap um, for just a couple of years. I took tap for like two years, um, and then uh, I took well um, at the studio I was at at the time. They didn't offer um, in all like they didn't offer a hip hop class for my age, um, so. <laughs> I was at the first, they created a class just for me and a couple of the boys. Um, I was maybe eight or nine years old at the time. Um, and it was, it was, it was called all boys hip hop. Um, and the name kind of changed around throughout time. The years I took it, it was boys, funky jazz. And then it was hip hop. Oh, um, but, uh, but yeah, um, I, I started in the studio when I was about eight or nine and I stayed with it until I graduated high school. So about 17 years old. Okay. And so when, when, okay, I was gonna say, did you, was your interest, I know you said you started with tap. Was that something that like you were interested in? You were like, mom, I want to try this. Or was it something where like, did your parents no. get you into it? Or you were like <laughs> forced against your will? At first, um, my mom had to drag me to just, just to take hip hop when I was a kid. I mean. I was, it was just one of those, like, I mean, I, I was a ball of energy um, when I was younger and I loved to dance, but, uh, um, you know, like most kids of that age, there was no structure or anything like that. It was just, mm. I just had so much energy that I had to, um, you know, put towards something. So gotcha. uh, I took pop first for like five years. Um, and then once I was in high school and I had already been taking classes, I, I you know, was uh, told by some of my other teachers to kind of branch out. So I tried a musical theater class for a year. Um, I tried tap that same year and then I tried tap again the next year. Um, and by the time I was maybe a sophomore or junior in high school, it just like, it was, just wasn't uh, one of my like huge interests. Like I enjoyed it, but um, Hip hop was really uh, what I was about. Like it really was for me. So okay. I, I tried it and I liked it, but it just wasn't uh, what I wanted to continue doing. And we, this was the year I actually had a new teacher at the studio I was in, and he comes from a much uh, different background um, of street dance. Uh, he was um, teaching in New York City, but you know we needed another teacher at the studio, so. Um, 
he happened to be my teacher for about half the year um, and kind of really opened my eyes to like everything that like I, I practiced uh, or a lot of the things I practice today. Um, and at the same time, I, I also joined uh, the, we had a hip hop uh, dance team at my school, Clarkstown North. Um, so that was my first year of doing that. So it was kind of like uh, the, the combination of the two that really kind of was like, oh, this is like, like, I'm really about this. Um, so okay. it started, yeah, sophomore year of high school, I would say was like the beginning of all that. <laughs> Okay, nice. And you mentioned that you had a teacher for about half a year that really like inspired you. That kind of leads me into my next question for you. Of did you have like mentors that you feel helped shape your opinion in regards to hip hop? Did you say that you had mentors? Um, I did and I didn't. Like there are some things I had like mentors for and there's some things I really didn't that I eventually kind of learned the hard way. <laughs> mm, okay. Um okay. like uh like I was I was very um I wasn't very cocky, but I was, you know, um, I was so like cocky. Obsessed. I was <laughs> so I was so obsessed about um, like uh, the dance at the time that like um, you know it wasn't so much people mentoring me. It was me asking so many questions and like me being like, hey, am I, you know, am I doing this right? Or hey, like this is good, right? And um, the teachers I had at the time would, um, you know, guide me from there. Um, I would say the two most influential people at that time in my life were uh, Katie Jacobson, who um, was my teacher when I first started. That was, uh, you know, like 2005, 2006. Um, okay. And, then, uh, and Kelly Peters was the teacher that had came in uh when i was a sophomore in high school who kind of introduced me to um more of the things under the umbrella of street dance so popping and and breaking okay yeah kelly is a yeah he is yeah legendary <laughs> he's great um yeah. and i still have a good relationship with him today which is great but um but uh, yeah, you know, in terms of mentors, like it was, it was more of just me kind of doing the research and doing the homework. And there was people that I was influenced by. Um, but I would say once I got past that year of um, sophomore year of high school and I got introduced to everything, there was nobody really like working with me, uh, you know, um, teaching me, you know, this, this, and that. It was more like I really had to do the homework and. Um, and kind of figure it out for myself, which it took a while. It took a while. Right, right. Okay. I mean, yeah, sometimes that happens. Dancer has experienced something, like you said, like, quote unquote, the hard way, where either by trial and error or just like literal, like, failing. Like, I think we've literally crossed yeah. some sort of bridge in our dance journey where it's like, all right, that works yeah. and that doesn't, you know? So you have, you have to. That's really the only way you're going to get better that's honestly the best teacher is, is failing at something <laughs> so. yeah no very true very true um so for you having been inspired and researching and you know you you were pretty like self-driven um you you created a hip-hop like culture club is that right maybe that's not the yeah. right phrase to say no, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> ah okay i was gonna say the demographic yeah. was a 
would you say the demographic gravita- gravitated towards your knowledge and what you did have to offer at the time that you did create that? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It was, um, it was like me, I mean, me and, um, you know, my friends, the guys who I uh, started dancing with that year, um, that whole year felt like a whole, like five years of dancing crammed into one. Like we did so much. Um, wow. To that year and learned so much that year. And this was, this is the year that like America's Best Dance Crew was really popping. And okay. uh, we had all these kind of like workshops going on. And like, we were just really um, inspired at the time. So uh, by the next year that came around, we were like, you know, we wanted to start a club that was able to uh, do the things that our dance team wasn't able to do. So like mm. a lot of the times, you know, you had, you know, it was come to rehearsal and stretch and then you're working on performance or you're working on choreography for, you know, the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our thing with the club was a club that met every day that was just about uh, us passing down knowledge of what we knew already and us kind of just being able to freestyle and kind of, uh, you know, um, there's no, there were no real like rules to, you know, what we had to do. It was like, all right, do you want to cipher today, or you know, uh, uh, I'm gonna come in and teach basics of popping, or and you know, we weren't the most experienced at the time, but you know, looking at uh, the people that are coming into the club, we were able to pass down whatever we knew to them. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's like kind of like the spirit of dance. Period. You know what I mean? Like in right. terms of just like community and like sense of like hey like let's just come together like that kind of literally mm-hmm. evokes like dance like in general whatever yeah. genre like just in general so that's really cool that you were able to do that um for you this is like something kind of like a side kind of kind of a random question but like you were saying like with freestyling like have you always been open-minded to freestyling in general i feel like for me personally like freestyling is a fear of mine i'm not gonna lie for anyone mm-hmm. listening hashtag I'm, fr- I'm afraid like <laughs> um i don't know i think just as you get older things become a little bit you're more self-conscious maybe i don't know but has that ever been something that you feared or were you just like i got it five six seven eight don't even need to count um, look at me go i would have considered myself an extremely shy person in general what uh, like growing up um and what's funny is the thing that actually uh, like would take me out of that was dance so um, like you know if I was in a class with brand new people and uh, you know we were learning choreography I was maybe a little self-conscious to how people were looking at me or like when we had to do it in groups like I was I was like oh no like I, I can't do this um, but if the teacher said all right we're gonna get in the circle and we're gonna freestyle I was like oh yeah like (laughs) it was just this euphoria so like I always came from that like I'm just gonna go for it like um you know I took acting classes when I was in uh like elementary school and um I hated taking the classes but as soon as it was time to get on stage and perform I was like a completely different person so okay okay yeah it's uh it's a little like backwards for me. <laughs> no, it's all good. I think that does happen too when you hear about kids. Um, you know, I own a studio and um, we get so many different types of kids in terms of shy, outgoing, um, mm-hmm. overachievers. Like we got them all. So 
sometimes right. though that does happen where you have uh, like a student who comes in fairly shy soft-spoken maybe but then they hit the stage and you're like who the heck is that like where were you yeah. like this whole time so i definitely right. understand that that perspective that mindset and how that happened for you but that's cool i would and knowing you like i would be like when you said shy i'm like who you like you're like crazy.com <laughs> like in the best way i'm ever. a much more social yeah person now but it took it took a while for me to get there yeah for sure yeah we're always evolving so go you go um (laughs) my next question for you kind of um relates to the whole concept of like freestyling like street dancer in general do you think that there's a like disconnect in regards to a street dancer versus someone who's a commercial dancer there's a lot of things to be said uh to towards that like um you know like the reason why those two things are separated to begin with um, are because of the uh, the way hip hop was portrayed so early on in the media. Um, so, um, you know, you if you look back and, and there's documentation, there's, there's footage, there's photos of, um, you know, commercials or uh, TV shows where these shows were picking up on what, uh, you know, what hip hop was mm-hmm. um, in its upbringing when it was really becoming a thing, uh, and really uh, portraying it poorly. Um, mm. They learn their history right. uh, to the craft that they're pursuing. I think that uh, they're very they're very knowledgeable of um, you know their craft and where it comes from and why they do it. I think the more you, like you study that like your purpose for why you do this and where it comes from. Right, right. Um, and that kind of goes across the board, like in anything you do, you know. Um, True. Eventually, you're going to want to, you know, know the roots to um, whatever it is, just like family, you know what I mean? You're going to want to know where you come from, where, you know, why are you here? Like that's the whole thing about it. So. Um, that was deep, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, very true. So, yeah. Um, do I think that the two should be uh, knowledgeable of each other? Yeah, I don't think that okay. it's necessary for a street dancer to um, be able to pick up choreography easily, or not not easily, but just you know. Um, and I don't think vice versa. I don't think it's necessary for uh, choreographers or you know dancers in the uh, commercial industry to have to um, freestyle, but the two can uh, can help each other, one another, a lot. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are a lot of dancers now that I know that I grew up with in this in the, uh, the battle scene um, that are like beasts. They can freestyle and they can they can kill it. Um, but they're also really good at choreography, and those are the dancers that mm. can come to a and can can uh, wreck it like they can kill it and they're also getting paid the big bucks to do the gigs like best of both worlds yeah yeah Um, and nobody really shakes their head at them or is like oh you're you're commercial or oh you know like there's none of that it's it's all like you know he's doing he or she is doing this thing like that's respect Uh, you're able to take something that um, kind of isn't respected and portrayed right all all the time and you're able to flip it and really make a living off of it that's like the ultimate like all we want to do as entertainers 
um, or dancers or artists in this industry is, is make it. Yeah. Um, like the battling and the traveling and the um, ciphering is all like, it's all a vibe and it's all good energy and I love it. I live off it, but um, you know, it definitely gets to a point where you're like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay my bills off of this. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, so right. you have to decide at, one, at some point, you know, what am I going to, you know, how am I going to flip this? How can I really make this a thing? So. Right. And being knowledgeable. My- yeah, no, that totally makes sense. It's definitely then like two separate categories in terms of, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, existence, but it doesn't mean that they right. need to be like, you know, street dancer versus commercial and it's like enemies like no i think that makes sense though with what you're saying of being knowledgeable and aware of of both worlds um and that yeah. makes you more that versatile. was my mindset yeah. for a while like as when i was young my mindset was um when i started battling was like oh um you know you're a choreographer or you're a choreo dancer you wouldn't understand this this and that and mm. blah 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 and and sometimes that that is the case that's just the case and it's vice versa like if you put some of us in a studio and we have an hour to learn uh, a choreographed piece, we wouldn't do as well as, mm. um, re- or our just movements wouldn't look the same because uh, a trained choreographer um, is able to, you know, uh, move their bodies differently than somebody that's used to just freestyling. True. Um, um, all right, cool. Yeah, so next question for you. In, in terms of the East Coast, primarily city. Um, do you do you feel like there's still uh, a heavy representation of ciphers, battles, and like overall like party vibe, freestyling, kind of where like the fact like New York is like the birthplace of hip hop, you know? So like, do you feel like that's mm-hmm. still represented right now? Do you feel like it's shifted, perhaps positively or negatively? Like, where where are you? Where is it? Like, what's going on? What do, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Um, the thing about hip hop culture is that there's um, it's so there's so many opinions. Um, like, I mean, if if you date back to um, when hip hop was first started, you know, basically what you have is um, a room or full of people mm-hmm. that were at such a specific event at a time, and uh, you know, whichever uh, of those people are still around today. We're, we're getting our information from those people and their own stories. So everybody has their own story mm-hmm. of who did what and who came up with what. And some things are very defined and some things are uh, very arguable to this day. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason why I say that is because our culture is being represented more now overseas than even in our own birthplace in New York. Really? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, like if, if, I mean, there's a ton of uh, street dancers actually getting paid and making a living off of teaching in other countries more than uh, out here. It's crazy. Um, and uh, the reason why is because um, those other countries are almost like a step behind where we are now with our culture. Like they're all about the the clothing of hip hop, the music of hip hop, mm. uh, the um, the the uh, paying kind of homage to um the style of everything so Hmm. um so like there's a lot more going on overseas so i would say right now uh new york specifically has a little bit of uh trouble representing um 
and it's I mean when you when you talk about hip hop um like the dance of hip hop so to speak is breaking mm-hmm. um but there's a lot of people or there's a lot of association with other uh street dance styles associated with hip hop culture mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um and the more I've gotten depth with this the more I kind of don't even call it hip hop I just call it street dance because all of these things happened uh in the same time period um and in different areas but at the same time so you have uh popping and locking which is a west coast style that started in the 70s and breaking started in the 70s but in the east coast mm-hmm. uh and uh some of those styles are being represented uh better than others so like i would say new york right now focuses on a heavy party um and ciphering uh vibe so like okay we don't we don't really have as many battles um in new york and there's a lot of reasons why the main reasons why is cuz no one's funding them um mm. you have a lot of pre-quarantine pre-quarantine yeah, especially yeah pre-quarantine um you have a lot of people coming here from other countries to learn to train um but but all the people who would be organizing battles here um and have the knowledge and have the funds are going overseas to teach that's crazy um, and doing things overseas and there's a lot of big budget competitions because those competitions are are funded are government funded in places like France places like uh Japan and um and Germany uh the people who are hosting those battles um get a budget from their from the government and it's like dance in general is so much more supported over wow. there than it is here Um so New York is kind of dying down right now because of that. Um there's really not as many battles or events going on. Um and you have a lot of kind of like just other street styles that are kind of doing their thing but it's very party based right now which is which is how it should be which is New York always. Um you know this whole thing is hip hop is a party dance. Mm-hmm. Um but in terms of events kind of bringing people together and hosting these battles and ciphers and that underground kind of a uh, feeling vibe is it's definitely uh dying down in New York specifically so that's so like said i mean thank you for educating me because like again like, right. this is <laughs> this is a dance discovery for me because i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not i don't know but it just it does so it sounds like it's it's fleeting right now for new york um so in terms yeah. of so it's really like overseas like the, the art of dance or in general is being like you said government funded like that's like legitimate like here support like literally like we want Yeah, I mean we're we're talking we're talking venues the size of uh the Izod Center for a dance battle. That's insane. Like my mind like, can't it's... even. Yeah, that's Yeah. Um and uh which I mean those events are taking a hit right now because of the whole thing. Of course. The whole uh, of thing. But um Of course. But yeah, and then on on the flip side, I mean uh you also have a lot of dancers um overseas that are misinterpreting uh what our culture is so hmm. um like just it would take me a while to get into it but uh say well you going to tell me because now you just leave me hanging um, i don't know give give just, give just a little, misinterpreting little bit. uh things and um kind of picking up on the dance in uh the wrong way so to speak um So these these like places like Japan and France are very well funded um and they have these big events but um they miss bits and pieces of information or 
or how to do things or uh, they miss bits and pieces of their education due to the fact that they're learning there and they're not learning here. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. So just missing out just because it's there's some disconnect with like actual knowledge like so there's a bit like uh like a choreographer learning um trying to pick up on a choreographed dance uh from their computer. Like some people may get it, some people are not going to be able to learn that way. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Yep. Yep. Like it's that you miss out on uh, how to do like you can't be so detailed from not gotcha. you know what I mean. So. Gotcha. So do you feel like New York um, will be able to bring back that that old cipher culture and perhaps not that it needs to go back to quote unquote what was normal because I feel like dance is always an evolution. So do you feel like that? you know, it can be brought back maybe in like a new and improved way type of thing? Or like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that there's people that are that are taking that approach to guiding it in the right direction. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's also this kind of like standpoint that I have that there will always be kind of uh, the quote unquote underground scene that that does it the right way or that, you know, that has that um, you know that special vibe where like you know some of my events are kind of just like uh, low-key like you know we we throw an event at a dance studio or at a certain venue and you know 40 to 50 people come out um, and it's just like a good time um, and those, yeah. that's a hip-hop event um, it's, it's you know we may throw a battle but at the same time it's like it's a party and it's it's a celebration of everybody kind of just you know the community getting together uh, yeah. so I think that will always be um, um, in existence I think that's always gonna happen um, okay. Okay. and I think there's always gonna be events you have a lot of younger like kids now trying to really like do the most when they throw events like they they want to book uh, the best judges they want to have the best DJs they want to have all these brackets and genres of dance in their battles and they don't know how to tackle it like uh so there's a lot of so you feel like it's oops go sorry go ahead no no good i was gonna say do you feel like with the the younger generation coming up are you saying that they're like is that like an overachiever type of perspective where there's like let's do everything but it's like okay if you can't actually execute it then like don't do that type of thing like what what do you mean by that then like yeah it's, it's really like, the concept of um of time like i think a lot of these people, and I, I was guilty of it too when I was that age, I mean, um, of just kind of being new to everything and being so inspired and influenced that you immediately want to jump in and uh, participate and uh, host your own, you know, event or whatever it may be. Um, mm -hmm. And not and not really taking the steps to get to um, the people that you know, do throw these events um, and are successful. Oh, uh, okay. You really kind of like, you know, figure out that process. Um, so that's that's really where the New York scene is right now. It's like you know we have a couple of really big uh, names that are able to pull off some of these events, but they just don't happen often. And New York is tough. Venues charge a ton of money, and uh, yeah. it's uh, it's it's a tough time <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally, I hear you. And it's it's something uh, that hopefully, obviously, after 
we uh, come out of this right. pandemic. <laughs> um, you know, something that New York can, you know, move forward with, like, supporting artists, like, period. Right. Like, it just, in, yeah. just in general. Yeah. And um, it also comes from artists knowing how to get that support and how to support themselves. Um, there's a, I mean, mm. one the one thing you're going to learn in any uh, art form is that people are going to come, definitely going to take advantage of you, whether it's intentional or not intentional. Right. So the We've best you can that. do as an artist is educate yourself on, on to know when that's happening to you and how to prevent it from happening further. Yeah. So like that's everyone definitely... has to kind of do their part. The artists have to do their part and the people that are booking them or, you know, whatever it may be have to do their part as well for sure for sure and there's a lot of resources so for anyone listening right now there are so many resources that are out there in terms of education um it was spoken about in an episode of season one in regards to just being knowledgeable as a dancer um, when i spoke to kavan isaacs in regards to being um you know being a dancer as like a, as a career, you know, really educating yourself. No one should ever be dancing for free, knowing what to look for in terms of booking gigs and things like that. And we talked about um, like Dancers Alliance and being aware of just like industry standards, just in general, like mm-hmm. payment and just things in general. So there are definitely resources out there um, in regards to dancers being aware of what's going on. So I think that's smart that we gotta we gotta do our part too to make sure that we can bring the fire bring yep. the fire definitely yeah um cool so i actually just have one more question for you before we wrap up sure um what would you say you would like to see change in the near future for the hip-hop culture primarily in regards to um things like cyphers and battles what do you want to see what kind of change do you want to see um uh like people who are new to dance or street dance um and uh and haven't really got their foot in the door yet um and are thinking of hosting events or are hosting events so you have a lot of like younger people that are part of like a street dance club at a university um Mm -hmm. and the university every year throws a street dance battle um and they're kind of put in this position where okay Uh, I need to host this battle, but I have no idea who to reach out to or, you know, I don't know exactly how to go about things and their events suffer in that way where uh, the event just feels very like dull and dry and there's no real vibe to it and it just feels like somebody's just throwing the event just to for the sake of throwing the event type of thing. Um, Anyone that's in the street dance community now knows that there's, you know, before this whole shutdown thing happened, there's events going on all the time now. Um, sometimes okay. your, your event has to compete with somebody else's on the same day. So it's really a matter of um, creating an atmosphere and a vibe for people to enjoy and a memorable one. Um, and one that really just stays true to your values and your goals um, and what you're trying to accomplish. So uh, think about those things. I, want, I would like people to think about those things before they dive into um, you know, participating and being involved in this community because uh, it's a small community. There's a lot of us, but it's really, I mean, the, the dance and the com- the commercial dance and the like, quote unquote, underground thing. We're all a really small community. A lot of us know each other. Yeah, um, for sure. So like, even though, you know, 
I'm not that much of a um, commercial uh, dancer. I know a lot of people in that community as much as you and Kavan know a lot of people that I I go to battles with and stuff like that. But mm. we all know each other, and um, I think that uh, like anyone just either stepping in and just getting their foot in the door, or people that have been in this for a while and want to um, you know educate themselves further, um, like. Take the time to really, uh, you know, develop yourself and um, think about what goes into, like, I mean, my big thing is hosting events, so because that's really what brings everybody together. That's the reason why I see everyone. Like when I host an event, and it's an excuse for me to see everybody that I don't get to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's my yeah. purpose for throwing the event. It's not so that I can get my name out there. Um, it's not for me to kind of build. You know, my status is for at this point for me to connect with people that I haven't worked with yet, or to, to work with people that I love working with. So, yeah, um, and it is a good time. If anyone's listening, you need to stay up on. Yeah, a lot of on SC one have like yeah. impression of, especially in Rockland, have this kind of like impression that you know a hip hop battle is like oh like. I don't know, a fight could break out or blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You got served. Right, right, right. And it's just, it's the total, like, opposite. We're all about love and respect. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's, at the end of the day, it's just us expressing ourselves and communicating. And uh, the same way it is for choreographers, you know. This is our, this is our um, form of expression. So, um, I would like, I guess I just, yeah, for like I, this younger generation that's really coming in or people that just, um, you know, are just starting or even if you have been in it for a while and you're trying to dive into other uh, areas of hip hop and street dance, just really do your homework. Like it pays off. Um, ask questions and just, you know. Yeah. Just study. Do the work. Yeah. Work up. Really yeah. yeah. And some of it's uh, you, you learn the hard way and some of it's trial and error, like we said earlier. So uh, right, just know right. that all of this takes time. Nobody went straight into this and was a, uh, you know, an amazing artist right from the jump. Everybody puts in their craft and you get what you pay for and put into it. So. Correct. Correct. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And um, thank you so much for um, chatting with me because, again, this is this is a territory that I uh, I'm not. It's not my strong suit. Um, I've been to very few battles, very yeah. very few. I have never participated in one. It would probably give me anxiety, but that's <laughs> something maybe I should put it on my bucket yeah. list as a dancer. Um, nope. So. <laughs> since this is being recorded now I feel like I have to (laughs) but (laughs) um, I do thank you so so much for chatting Um, do you want to insert your Instagram plug or any platform you have go ahead Um, well (laughs) you say so Um, I actually (laughs) uh, I am a music uh, producer now I can call myself that <laughs> Yay! Um, uh, and I just put out a uh, electronic dance album um, called Paint last month. Um, so I guess the only the only plug I'd like to put in is uh, if you search me up on any music platform, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora. Um, it's SC One, so S C O N E. 
Um, you can stream the music for free. You can buy it. You can support. Um, and that's that's really my main thing lately is just making music for street dancers. So. Yes, 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 yes. You are so talented in so many ways as an artist. So I respect you, you. so much. Um, and you're a great person too. So I try. you're just winning. No, you're succeeding. <laughs> like you don't even have to try. Like you succeed. Um, so thank you so much again for chatting about this of dance course. discovery Anytime. about battles, ciphers, and hip hop culture. Um, listeners, be sure to tune in next time. I will be talking about a dance do, which is valuing arts education and opportunity for dancers. And I do have a very special guest, so you don't want to miss out on that. Again, be sure to tune into my podcast, One Woman Gig. Peace out.